the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Lord says to Babylon, there's a time where I will recompense her. There's a judgment coming for what they've done. They're going to get what they deserve. And of course, we know there will be a final judgment at the end of the age, a great white throne judgment. And by the grace of God, we're going to be spared of that because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. But those that have rejected Christ, they'll stand at the great white throne judgment and they'll get what they deserve. The Bible teaches there will be a final judgment and everyone will reap what they've sown. It can be a bit frightening to think about, but it's real and it will come. Pastor Dan reminds us in today's message that if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, God's grace rescues you from the final judgment. However, if you've rejected God, you will be judged. So take a moment to think about your life. Are you living as the Lord commands? If not, there is grace. Choose today to repent and walk in His light. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 51 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. God doesn't judge us, those that have trusted Christ. He doesn't judge us according to our works. He judges us according to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us grace. Grace is what you don't deserve. And that's what he gives us. Because of Jesus, not because of anything we've done, not because we've always sown good seed, and we've always sown righteous seed, and so we've reaped righteousness, it's all because of Jesus and what he's done for us on the cross. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it says, God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. God has saved us and he's called us with a holy calling, but not according to our works. Not because of what we've done that was so great, but according to his own purposes. Because he's got a plan. And according to his grace, undeserved favor, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Here the Lord says to Babylon, there's a time where I will recompense her. There's a judgment coming for what they've done. They're going to get what they deserve. And of course, we know there will be a final judgment at the end of the age, a great white throne judgment. And by the grace of God, we're going to be spared of that because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. But those that have rejected Christ, they'll stand at the great white throne judgment and they'll get what they deserve. They've sown 
And there's going to be a time of reaping. Verse 7 says, Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunk. The nations drank her wine. Therefore, the nations are deranged. In, in Jeremiah's day, Babylon conquered you know, all of the known world at that time. All of the Middle East, the Mediterranean region, northern Africa. All the nations drank from her cup. All the nations drank her wine. Now, in Revelation, when we have the Babylonian system, that economic system under the Antichrist, in Revelation 14, it uses the same language to talk about that Babylonian system under the Antichrist. It says, Babylon is fallen. This is Revelation 14.8. Babylon is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. All the nations are going to drink of her. The wrath of her fornication. All the nations are going to be in bed with her. Why? Because the economy is going to be so great. Everybody's going to be making money. Big time. Under this economic system. Every nation is going to want a seat at the table. They're all in. Because, you know, stock market's going up, setting records. Everybody's 401k is climbing. And they're all going to be benefiting from it. Even though it is an anti-God system. That's okay. Everybody's getting rich. They're all going to drink from the cup. Kind of thing. All the nations. So it goes on here in verse 8. Babylon just suddenly has suddenly fallen and been destroyed. Wail for her. Take balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be Again, this seems to be looking ahead to the fall of economic Babylon under the Antichrist. When economic Babylon falls, we're told in Revelation, the nations will wail for her because they'll no longer be able to make money off of her. It's going to affect the pocketbook and people are going to be upset about that. In Revelation chapter 18, verse 9, I'll read it to you. Revelation 18, 9. This is when Babylon falls, this economic system. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. It's going to fall suddenly, just like Jeremiah says. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. So the merchants are going to weep over the fall of Babylon because no one's buying their merchandise anymore. The economy's collapsed. And that's why the people are upset. That's why they're weeping and, and wailing. It seems to be talking about commercial Babylon in the book of Revelation. Now, look at, look at verse 9. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go, everyone, to his own country. For her judgment reaches to heaven and is lifted up to the skies. The Lord has revealed our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Make the arrow bright. In other words, sharpen the arrows. 
Gather the shields. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. This is the Medo-Persians. The Medo-Persian empire will conquer the Babylonian empire. For his plan is against Babylon to destroy it because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance for his temple. Verse 11 is interesting to me here. It says, the Lord God stirred up the kings of the Medes to attack Babylon because it was God's plan to destroy Babylon. God impressed upon the heart of the Medo-Persian king, this pagan king, to attack Babylon. And God used this Medo-Persian king to carry out God's will. It's just like in the New Testament when God impressed upon the heart of Caesar Augustus to order a census. That declaration required all of the people living in Israel to return back to their hometown to be counted in the census so that they could be taxed, which caused Joseph and his very pregnant wife Mary to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem, where she gave birth to Jesus and fulfilled the prophecy and Micah 5.2, that when the Messiah comes, he will be born in the town of Bethlehem. And here God, in his sovereignty, he impressed upon the heart of the Roman emperor to just order this census. And he got the whole world moving so that Joseph and Mary would be in the city of Bethlehem when that child was born. And here you have God stirring up the spirit of the pagan king of the Medes to conquer Babylon. God moved on the heart of a pagan, ungodly king to fulfill his plan. God doesn't only use Christian leaders or godly leaders. Sometimes God uses non-believers. Sometimes God uses worshipers of other gods who are unaware that they're even being used by God. Because he's sovereign. It says in the Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 21, 11, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. And the Lord will use leaders, even if they aren't godly leaders, he'll use those leaders to accomplish his will. Look at the end of verse 11 again. God will take vengeance on Babylon, he says, for his temple. Because of what they did to his temple in Jerusalem. The Babylonians, they came in, they destroyed the temple, they burned the city, and they carried away all of the gold and all of the silver from the temple in Jerusalem. And they brought it back to Babylon. And they put it in the temple to one of their pagan gods as kind of the trophies of winning and defeating the people of Judah. And so God says he will take vengeance on Babylon for this, for what they did to his temple. Now, turn with me over to Daniel chapter 5. This is probably a familiar passage for most of us here. This is the story where the writing appears on the wall for Belshazzar, the king of Babylon. Belshazzar was the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. We see in Daniel chapter 5, verse 1, Belshazzar the king made a great feast 
for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in the presence of the thousand. So he throws a party. He invites a thousand of the lords. It's a pretty big party. All the leaders. It says in verse 2, While he tasted the wine, Belshazzar gave the command to bring the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple which had been in Jerusalem that the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken from the temple of the house of God which had been in Jerusalem. And the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them They drank wine and they praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. You remember what we just read in Jeremiah, that God is going to take vengeance on Babylon for what they did to his temple. And here they are now, they're in Babylon, it's Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, He's, he has a party going on with a thousand of his lords there, and they're all getting drunk, and they're drinking out of the gold and silver cups from the temple in Jerusalem, and they're praising the gods of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. In other words, they're mocking Yahweh. They're mocking Yahweh by giving praise to these idols. Verse 5 says, In that same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. You know, this is where we get the saying, the writing on the wall. Or the writing is on the wall. It comes from Daniel chapter 5. Verse 6 says, Then the king's countenance changed, and his thoughts troubled him. I bet they did. So that, look what it says, the joints of his hips were loosened, and his knees knocked <laughs> against each other. Now, the old King James says his loins were loosed. It means he soiled his pants when he saw that hand and his knees started knocking. The king cried out to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spoke, saying to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler in the kingdom Now all the king's wise men came, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king its interpretation. So it's written in a language they don't understand. They can't read. 
Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled. His countenance was changed and his lords were astonished. They were perplexed. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came to the banquet hall. The queen spoke, saying, O king, live forever. Do not let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, really your grandfather, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called. And he will give the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel who is one of the captives from Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard of you, that the Spirit of God is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not give the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of you that you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. O king, the Most High God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom and majesty, glory and honor. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whomever he wished, he set up. And whomever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men, his heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men and appoints over it whomever he chooses. What does Daniel do here? He witnesses to him. You know, he's brought him before the king. And, and Daniel's an old guy at this point, and he served, he served other kings. He's not impressed. And he just, he just starts laying it on him about the Lord. Then verse 22, But you, his son Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this. And you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you, 
and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines have drunk wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know, and the God who holds your breath in His hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Then the fingers of the hand were sent from Him, and this writing was written, and this is the inscription that was written, Mini, Mini, Tekel, Eupharsin. This is the interpretation of each word. Mini, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. You're done. You're finished. Tekel, you have been weighed and the balances and found wanting. He's judging them according to his works. And he's found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Your kingdom's going to be taken away from you and given to the Medes and Persians. Your time is up, Belshazzar. You've been weighed in the balances, and you're lacking, and your kingdom will be taken from you because you have exalted yourself and your pride and your arrogance against the Lord God, and you did not humble yourself before Him. And you know what happened to your grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, when he exalted himself and how God humbled him until he acknowledged that God is the Most High God. So verse 29, Then Belshazzar gave the command, and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. And that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. And Darius, the Mede, received the kingdom being about 62 years old. And so here we have this story of Belshazzar. God said, I will give them recompense for what they did to my temple. And we see it here carried out in Daniel chapter 5. And it says here, that very night, the Medes came into the city and they took Babylon. I've shared the story before. Babylon was a very, very heavily fortified city. They had three walls around the city. We, and I'll talk about that some more in a few minutes. They had the Euphrates River that entered into the city. They had a wall over the river. They had bars down into the river. And what the Medes did is they went upstream and they diverted the Euphrates River. And then they entered the city through the dry riverbed of the Euphrates River while this party is going on. Belshazzar has a thousand of his lords at this party. They know the Medo-Persian army is outside the city, but they are so confident in their walls that nobody can get through those walls. They're inside the city getting drunk while the Medo-Persians are outside the city. And while they're getting drunk, the Medo-Persians divert the river they come into the city. Nobody even knows they came into the city. They're in the city for three days. They've killed the king. They've conquered it. They've taken it for three days before the people of Babylon realize we've been conquered. We got a whole new king. We're under somebody else's rule. God is sovereign. <laughs> and God is not mocked. And whatever a person sows, he reaps. So now turn back to Jeremiah chapter 51. The Lord says... He's going to recompense Babylon for what they've done. 
what they've done to my temple in particular. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We're so blessed to be able to provide you with insightful messages taken straight from the pages of God's Word. We pray you've been encouraged today by what you've heard. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we could be a part of it, and we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We'd also ask that you keep our listeners in your prayers, that they'll be open to how God is speaking to them. We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. We encourage you to take the things you're learning in this study and apply them in your daily life. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, here on Ring of Truth. See the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes Rings true.